once again, it's good to be with all of my dear brothers and sisters in Christ from around the, the globe. And uh, just just that very thought, I'm sure you've had it many times before, just the very thought that we can uh, be together, uh, though we are um, uh, many miles apart, uh, some of us, and in many different uh, countries. Uh, what a wonderful thing technology is uh, at times. <laughs> Uh, and uh, to, to draw us all together like this, and that's, that's a blessing, and uh, it's good to see you, it's good to be with you, and I count it a real privilege. So uh, today, uh, in our time, if you uh, have some way to access the scripture, I'm going to be looking at a passage in Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 20, and this is a, a very familiar passage with one of the great texts in the Old Testament, I'm sure one of your favorites that we'll get to. Uh, but once again, we're going to be looking at one of the great prayers of the Old Testament, and this certainly is one of them, and it's from, it's from King Jehoshaphat, um, and of course, if we know our Bible uh, history, we know that he was not a perfect man. Uh, none of them are, and none of us are. Uh, he had his weaknesses, and, and uh, he had his failures, but yet in this particular passage, we see that uh, he offers up one of the great uh, prayers uh, that we find anywhere in Scripture, and it teaches us so much. I have preached on this particular passage several times, many times actually, and uh, there's a couple of titles that I have for this passage. Um, I, I have entitled it, uh, But Our Eyes Are Upon Thee, uh, or there's another one that, that I, I like. And uh, that is what to do when you don't know what to do. And that is what this passage is all about. And so I'm going to start reading in verse 5, and we'll read down through verse 12. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? And they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and say, And now behold, the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt, and whom they avoided and did not destroy, behold, they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Isn't that a great statement at the end of that verse? And uh, again, this this is a great passage that, that we all can relate to because all of us either have been or we will be at some point in our life in, in an event 
or, or something that will take place in our lives, maybe you've already experienced it, maybe you're in it now, where you don't have the answers. And again, we would say along with the king here, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. I think that's just one of the greatest statements in all of scripture, because we are all, again, like I say, we, we've been there and maybe we are there. Now, again, as I read through this uh, uh, again, I'm amazed at how relevant the scripture is to, to our day even and the things that we experience uh, in life. You know, I would say this, that those who would tell us that the Bible isn't a, rel uh, a, a book that's relevant to our day really has not read it, nor have they studied it the way they ought to, because the Bible uh, speaks to our uh, issues. It speaks to the, the things that we in our human experience go through. Here, here is a king and he is up against opposition. They're coming to destroy, and he doesn't know what to do. I, I, I know I don't have a lot of time this, this, this morning, and I'm not going to belabor it, but I want to give you just a list of the, the things that we see in that passage that we read, and perhaps maybe you can go back and study it on your own. But let me give you several things, and maybe you can jot them down, uh, that, that we find within this passage of what what we do, what did he do when he didn't know what to do? Well, first of all, we see that he acknowledges God's sovereignty. And whenever we are in a difficult situation as believers, one of the things that we need to always fall back upon is this. And I know we've heard it in our prayers, even here together. And that is this, is that God is always in control. And what a, what a wonderful thing to realize that, to, to rest upon that, um, and quite frankly, I don't know how the world does it uh, with everything going on when they don't have the, the anchor of their soul that would be the Lord. How do they get along? How, how can they, they go through the, the events of life and even the tragedies that they may experience? I don't know. But I know that you, like me, I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed that we have the Lord that we can rest upon and that he is in control of all things. I know it seems like the world is... is is out of control, uh, and in, in some cases, and in one sense it is. However, ultimately, we need to understand this, is that our Lord is still sovereign. He's still on the throne, and he has all things in control. And this world is going to continue uh, until he's through with it and until the time he restores it for us. Uh, acknowledgement of God's sovereignty, recognition of God's power, in verses, uh, the last part of uh, six and verse, uh, first part of verse seven, his power. Um, the third thing, uh, thankfulness for God's grace in the last part of uh, verse seven and verse eight. Thankfulness for his grace. You know what? You and I, we live every day and every moment by God's grace. And again, that's such a vast subject and one that I think that we should uh, always be uh, in constant uh, uh, thought, and, and, and it should be in the forefront of our minds that there's not a moment that goes by that I li don't live in the grace of God as, as, as his child. What a wonderful truth that is. Then part of his prayer was assurance that God was going to help them. And it's very interesting that it may not be the way that um, humans always want. I think what's interesting here, he says, 
again in verse nine, that if affliction comes, okay, Lord, if, if the things come that are hard and difficult, we're still going to be faithful. We're still going to serve you and believe you. And sometimes the Lord, uh, again, he allows things for which we don't have answer for. And there will be some one day when we will know it by and by. But in, in, in this prayer, I find it very interesting. He says, okay, if the hard things come, if the hard uh, things fall upon us, we're still going to be faithful to you, Lord. And we're, we're going to praise your name. Um, there is a, there's a, a, fifthly, a plea for God's judgment upon the enemies. There's nothing wrong with us praying for those who are at enmity with God and his word. But we have to rest in him as far as when and how that judgment comes. If you're like me, we want that to come yesterday. Uh, and we watch the news or listen to it. And we say, Lord, how come? Uh, you know, Lord, uh, how come you're not doing anything? Well, again, I want to encourage us as believers to understand this, that just because we don't see things happening right at the moment, it doesn't mean that God isn't at work. Uh, for behind the scenes, God is always at work because we serve a God, and you know this well, who neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's always active on our part, and he's always working. We can't always see it, but we know he is. And we appreciate uh, that uh, truth from Scripture. There's something else. There's the confession of their frailty and weakness. And we need to have that as part of our prayer. Admitting, Lord, we do come short of the glory of God. Lord, again, we don't have all the answers. And he admits that. Uh, he, he, he knows how weak they, they are. Um, and again, you and I, we, uh, we often quote uh, some of my favorite verses, and we quote them very, very often and very easily, which is, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean on into thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. That's easy to quote. Those are wonderful verses. But oftentimes, let's, let's admit it, folks, we, we violate that because we try to live and act and think in our own way. And God has to come along and remind us to, you know what, it's not your way, it's my way. And I think sometimes the Lord will allow trials and certainly testings in our lives so that the only option that we have is much like Jehoshaphat, which is we need to turn our eyes upon him. And I think that's what's going on here. And so um, they declare what their focus needs to be lastly. So those are seven things that I went through really quickly there. The declaration of their focus is, Lord, we don't have the answer. Lord, we, we don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. Have you ever felt like that before? I'm sure you have in many cases. But the declaration of their faith was, but Lord, despite the fact that we don't have the answer, we're going to focus on you. Lord, our eyes are upon you. And folks, again, I want to encourage you today that if that's where you are, that you lean hard upon the Lord and that uh, you are in his word. And again, what does it mean to turn your eyes upon him, to focus upon him? Well, exactly what we're doing here. We are, we are communing with him in intensive prayer. We are, we are studying and, and learning his word. Uh, we are communing and supplicating with him. We are meditating upon his word and who he is. That is what it means. And so, again, I want to encourage you with this. 
that if you're right where this king uh, was and uh, you make that statement, because I know I've had to make it before in my own life. Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you. May God bless.